Hello, just thought I'd test and see if this works before I do a real recording. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Travel Tales from Beyond the Brochure, a podcast looking at unfamiliar places across the world and aspects of travelling you may never have thought of. I'm your host, the Barefoot Backpacker, a middle-aged Denby with a passion for offbeat travel, history, culture and the whys behind travel itself. So join with me as we venture Beyond the Brochure. was an unexpectedly long break. To be honest, I wasn't planning it, but I did kind of need it. Everything has indeed turned out all right, at least in the short term, but I needed a few weeks to settle in, get a better setup for podcasting, which I haven't done yet, and make sure everything Shamewell was as comfortable as it could be. I've kind of almost done everything I need to do. It's still not absolutely ideal, but nothing outside of Chicklet ever is, is it? And, as you can probably already notice from the metadata, this is not the episode I intended to broadcast. This is largely because of a deal of procrastination. There's only so long you can spend checking the largely auto-transcription of two hours of interview with someone with a relatively hard voice to transcribe without feeling that your brain is melting out of your ears. But I did it, and now I have to edit it. Which is, in some way, harder and longer process, and requires me to think. All that effort for only a couple of hundred people to listen to it. But promoting me is my VA's job, except she won't listen to the episode either. Surround yourself with people who love you and push you up to be the best person that you can be. As a side note, Laura, my knees hurt because of the workouts I've been doing in your absence. Anyway, this episode will be a short one, just in part to let you know I'm still alive, partly to give you an indication of what to look forward to in the new series of episodes, for a given definition of series, and yes, I'm fully aware I haven't updated my outro yet to reflect my new circumstances. That's another day's job. And mainly to give you a housekeeping life update. Laura's favourite part of the pod, she says. Don't know if that's going to be true going forward since you'll be seeing it in real time, but hey-ho. So, as you know, I've recently moved to Manchester, and a strong part of my doing that was to make more social contact, to meet with more of my interest communities. As you heard last time, I'd started with quite a bang. Within my first two days of being there, I'd done three social events, one of them quite unexpectedly. It's not kept to that ratio, and to be honest, it never could, of course. But now that we're into October, things are starting to meet up after the summer break. And now that the Queer Lit Bookshop has moved locations into a sizable cafe with two levels and a decent amount of meeting space, I imagine that some groups will start meeting there. Although when I popped in there on Sunday to look for a small flag, there seemed to be a gay leather munch meetup happening. I stick my finger into many pies. Well, clearly not literally, but that is not one of mine. It was rammed. The cafe part, I mean. Not anything else. I don't swing that way. And anyway, public place, you know. Anyway, they didn't have the flag that I wanted. Or any handheld flags, but I'll clarify that next time I'm in. Which is while I'm writing this podcast episode, funnily. While we're on the subject of alternative lifestyles, shout out to full swap radio listeners, of course. The local Kingsters are still having regular munches, so I've been to a couple of those. And there's one coming up at the weekend. I'm not yet comfortable enough to go to an actual play event with them, but I'm sure that'll come with time. That being said, another of my fetishy communities, which is primarily online, Discord, 
is having a play party event in November and not that far away from me either, so I'm kind of tempted to go to that. It's a bit more specific in scope than the other. It, it's tickling. Stop laughing. Or uh, you, you know what I mean. Anyway, weirdly, I feel a bit closer to them, but that's because I've voice chatted with them more. The last time I did so, they liked my voice anyway, so they got me to read aloud a couple of dodgy DMs one of them received on, um, well, I assume it was Fairlife, and they liked my voice so much they said I should read erotic audiobooks. I guess being asexual means I'm less likely to get too invested in the content, so I can be a bit more... I suppose it's the opposite of method acting. Robert De Niro would have done this in a completely different way. But he's not in the tickling Discord server. I assume he's not, anyway. Could you imagine Robert De Niro doing an audiobook version of the story of Air or Fifty Shades of Grey? But then if Samuel L. Jackson can read children's books. After a fashion, anyway. And while I'm a travel podcaster and blogger primarily, you all know what my most popular blog post is, so this is all very definitely on brand. Just don't expect a YouTube short about it. It's not just kinksters I'm socialising with, either online or offline. On Wednesday just gone, I did something I've almost never done in my entire working life. I went to the pub with people that I work with. This is not entirely true. I don't work with them in the sense that they're not in any way connected to my team, department or stakeholders. And I'd never met them before. But I'm in the process of being transferred to the Manchester office of my organisation and there's not many of us based at the Manchester office. And many of them rarely go in anyway. So they seem to often make a point of meeting up just to socialise. Because it's, you know, relatively easy to arrange to do so for such a small group. And I was added to their team's network on Tuesday, and pretty much the first discussion was about going out the next day. So I figured I'd pop along and say hi. Past me would not have done this. This is very much an example of personal development of mine over the last few years. Anyway, we spent a couple of hours in the pub, which is exactly what you'd expect to do on a work night. And they seemed pretty cool and friendly, so it all goes well. I've also met up in the past month with people I know online in general. As you may remember, some months ago I appeared on someone else's podcast, Ruth Millington's Extreme Holidays Pod. She's based eh, somewhere in the Peak District. And when I said I was moving to Manchester, she suggested we meet up sometime. Well, one of the Saturdays in September, we did just that. We decided to meet up halfway between us in the town of Staleybridge, an ideal location with some decent pubs and, if the weather was okay, easy access to hillside hiking. The weather on the day was dry, but very windy, so we decided to stay in the pub for a bit and then take a wee look around Staleybridge and nearby Ashton-under-Line. Staleybridge is a great example of everywhere is interesting, but not necessarily for very long. For a place I'd heard of a few times, it's surprisingly small, smaller than Kirkby and Ashfield, and there's not a lot there. It is home to a very good pub on the station platform, one of many across this part of the country, and people do real ale trips to visit them all. For example, they will take a train and go to Huddersfield, Dewsbury and Marsden on the same day. Just outside the station are two other pubs, which, as far as I'm aware, both hold records due to their name. One, Q, is the shortest named pub in the UK. Just on the other side of Harrop Street, the side street coming off the main road, is the Old 13th Cheshire Astley Volunteer Rifleman Corps Inn, which I'm less certain about this. The Q Inn has a plaque outside attesting to its fame, but it has been touted by many sources as the longest pub name in the country. Given the town also has a couple of micro-pubs as well, it's a place I'm likely to end up going back to, for beer if nothing else. And there isn't much else, in all honesty. 
Anyway, it was cool to meet up with Ruth at long last, and hopefully next time we'll do a bit of proper hiking. She is very much, as you, if you listen to her podcast, will know, she's very much an outdoorsy person. With regards to her hiking and outdoorsy people, the day after I met Ruth, I'd arranged to meet up with another online community, a group of queer hikers based in Sheffield, but who do hikes in the Peak District. One of the advantages of moving to Manchester is that I'm close to that part of the world again. If you recall in earlier episodes when I lived in Sheffield, I was out that way quite frequently. And indeed, a long-form YouTube video will be out soon about the Sheffield Country Walk, which goes around some of the more iconic parts of the area, and some of the less iconic parts of the area. And being close again to the Dark Peak may mean I can get out that way too and hike across the bleak and dour Saddleworth Moor without getting thoroughly soggy and hopefully be able to see, well, something. I mean, anything would be nice. You may be pleased to know I'll refrain from the obvious jokes. Too soon, maybe. Anyway, we did not go to Saddleworth Moor. Rather, we hiked from Grindleford to Sheffield via the woods around Padley Gorge, past the tree trunk with coins hammered into it, which I blogged about many years ago over Burbage Moor, then along the Porter Brook, past Forge Dam and into Encliffe Park. It wasn't a terribly quick walking pace, and we kept stopping to rest and enjoy the view, and allow people to catch up. But this was actually, you know, surprisingly good for me, because it meant I could switch around who I was walking near, so I ended up having quite a number of chats with different people. Two of the people I'd there I knew from Else Howe, back from, you know, the pandemic Zoom writing group I was involved with in my Sheffield days. So it was good to meet up with them again, in particular as well. I don't know how much I'll be involved with that queer hiker group, given that most of their socials will be in Sheffield, which isn't that far. It's just far enough and expensive enough for me to not want to do it on a regular basis. And given that we're now coming into autumn and actual hiking is likely to be less common, it's still a good group for me to be involved, you know, in regular contact with anyway, regardless. Now, Earlier in the day that I'd met Ruth, I met with someone who may or may not have contributed to this podcast before, but we've certainly both contributed to another podcast several years ago. This is Shelley, someone I used to go to primary school with. I'd not met her since then, so it was a bit weird to finally meet up in person after so long, even though we recontacted through the internet some while ago. She's now living somewhere in the Mosslands between Liverpool and Manchester and has recently taken up park running. A couple of friends of hers suggested she come do the one in Salford, and she poked me, saying, Is this the one you go to? So we had a bit of a natter after she finished. Speaking of parkrun, I'm steadily getting better and fitter as I've been doing it, even though I've kind of only just restarted. I think everyone so far has been quicker than the last, and my most recent time was my fifth fastest ever at parkrun, so I'm definitely vibing with it. The last two weekends, though, I've volunteered rather than run, and the folk there are getting to know me as well. So it's kind of like a nice replacement for Queens in Glasgow. It is a much bigger park run, though. The turnout is a shade more than double, and it feels like it too, especially when you're handing out the tokens at the end. It's like never-ending. I'm back up in Glasgow at the end of the month, actually. Primarily, too, of all things, get my hair dyed. I know for a fact this is something I can do in Manchester, but I had been planning it while I still lived up there, and I'd made tentative plans previously, so it seemed only fair to go through with them. I'd messed the salonist around enough as it is with my prevarication and procrastination, so I kind of felt morally obliged to. Besides, she seems pretty cool, and is also queer-friendly, which definitely helps. I've no idea how well the dye will take or how long it'll last, but it's something I'd, I've never done it professionally before, so call it an experiment on my part. It's something I'd always said I'd do, even when I was much younger. I said, when I go grey, I'll get it dyed sky blue. My dad's eyes have changed in the intervening years, so I'm going for now for more sort of a vibrant purple, which is much more on brand anyway, so we'll see how it goes. And at least I'll know. I know I've dyed my hair before, but I've done it 
myself out of a box. This will be something very different and very much more special. At least that's what I'm hoping so anyway. While I'm up there, by the way, while I'm up there in Glasgow, I might pop along to Queen's Park Run, either to take part or to volunteer. And then I'll meet up with my friend Debbie for a bit. I arrived back in Manchester at around 1.30am on Saturday night, Sunday morning, which my VA says would be a great time to take wildlife video of the human parting and mating rituals. I suspect I will not be doing this, given that I'll already be standing out as being not what you expect to see at 1.30am on a Saturday night, Sunday morning. I think the clocks go back that night too. That's going to be a weird one. I have a few other things coming up that are tentative, and it's getting to the stage where I need a calendar. I had a conversation with my VA about this. I need to see things holistically, like a couple of months at a time, rather than be notified of things on the day or be only able to see you know, like a week at once. This is so I can see what's upcoming and not have things creep up on me on a worse. I mean, clearly, they still will. And it does rely on me filling it in in the first place, which has always been my problem with shopping lists, that I forget to put items on them in the first place. And why it's why I don't have any mushrooms. Or, in fact, last time I went shopping, why I don't have a calendar. Anyway... In terms of communities, these future plans include finally meet up with the Arrow East community here in Manchester. They meet up once a month. There's also a non-binary community who meet up once a month, but they also have an additional once a month online. And then there's a couple of upcoming events at the Feel Good Cafe that seem interesting. I think one of them is a trans quiz. And then there's another non-binary and trans munch somewhere and somewhere. And I'm mentioning it here in this pod simply to remind myself to look up the deets later on. And then at the end of November, I'm going on holiday with Laura. But that's a topic to talk more about in a future pod. Finally, with regard to my own presence, I'm still on Twitter, but since the demise of TweetDeck, I'm far less active on there. I have recently joined Blue Sky, same identity. I'm easy to find. And I'm still posting daily short videos to YouTube. More longer form videos will follow once I work out exactly what kind of thing I should be creating. It's largely an inspiration and storyboard thing. As you heard, I'm much more active on Discord these days, and I also recently merged my two LinkedIn profiles. I used to have one for travel, under my Barefoot Backpacker brand, and one for my data analysis skills, under my real name. I've now combined them both under my old Barefoot Backpacker identity, but changed my name on it to reflect my non-binary identity. Just call me Nell. It's short for Nellipod. At the time of podding this pod... I've heard no contact from either of the community radio stations that I tentatively emailed the other week. Oh well, their loss, I guess. Now, I want to talk a bit about future episodes of this pod, but I'm going to start off with a question. What are you interested in hearing about? What episodes vibe better with you? Do you like the travelogues that I do, where I talk about trips that I've taken and how they made me feel? Are you interested in my talking about less visited destinations and why you should go there? Do you prefer when I talk about aspects of travelling that you can relate to, or where I delve into more deeper and more political adjacent topics? Are you interested in the history aspect of what I talk about? Are you more interested when I talk about lifestyle and community? And how do you feel about hearing contributions from other people? Does it add context and variety, or would you just rather hear my voice? And what about those rare episodes where I'm chatting to my VA, where she's asking me questions on topics that appeal to me, or which she's curious about? Also, do you have any suggestions for future topics? Is there anything you'd want to hear me talk about? Or even is there anything you feel you'd want to come on to the pod and talk about yourself? I'm very open to suggestions. My remit seems to be quite wide and quite varied. At the moment, I have tentative topics that will take me well into 2024, but, you know, these can change over time and frequently do. But in the short term, I'm planning on doing episodes about the following. One is comfort zones, 
Do you like them? Do you like breaking them? Or would you prefer to stay within them and find you enjoy your travels more that way? What would you say your limits are and have they changed over time? Is there anything you absolutely wouldn't do? I've done a couple of podcast episodes previously about anti-bucket lists and I think this is kind of a natural follow-on to that. Two, sex and love on the road. Oh, full swap radio listeners, there's one for you. I'll be talking about two aspects to this. Intentional meetups, where you've travelled to meet someone that you feel you've had a personal connection with. And what happened when you'd met? Was it love at first sight or did you just feel a little bit catfished? And unintentional meetups, where you've been casually travelling and then bumped into someone you've thought, well, hello, about. Did it last or was it just a fling? I'd also be talking about, I was in a hostel dorm and I heard things from another bed. And also some of the <clears throat> meetups I've had on my travels, some of which I mentioned in passing in my Twitter space with V on safety while travelling. My mother did not comment on that pod. Three, new towns. Most people live in places that have grown organically, even if they were originally built to a planned system. However, and especially since World War II, there have been a growth across the world in planned new towns, places built with the explicit purpose of initially housing a couple of hundred thousand people at least. These places tend to have, in the UK at least, a reputation. There's quite a few of them, and very few would be in travel brochures, so it seems the ideal subject for me to approach on this pod. Inspired by Cumbernauld, because something has to be. And four, I was going to do a pod at some point on the Balkans. It's a part of the world I've visited a few times, mostly on backpacking trips, where I've spent a few days in a place before moving on to the next town, or indeed next country, because several of those countries aren't very big. But everywhere is interesting, even North Macedonia. Jury's still out on that one. So I'll be talking a bit about my experiences in them all, and hopefully yours as well. I'm not quite sure what the actual scope of the pod will be, as there's three countries I'm not sure whether to include or not, but I'll see how the land lies, aside from mountainous. If you have any thoughts, experiences or knowledge about any of these topics, feel free to let me know. As always, I'd be looking for voice recordings of up to about four to five minutes, and it doesn't seem to matter what format you send them in, as I can convert almost anything. Although, as an aside, recordings in a Facebook message are a pain to download. I'm also going to do a couple of pods about previous backtracking trips I've done, including definitely my Southeast Asia trip, which really pushed me into the travel vibe, and probably one of my experiences in Australia, especially Western Australia, because when people say, I'm going to Australia, that often doesn't mean Perth. I mean, mainly for logistical reasons. Related, I might also do one on trains on some point, because I've travelled a lot on them, especially overnight and across one and a half continents. But we'll see about that. One day I'll also do a pod based on my backpacking journey around Jordan and Israel, because that was about ten years ago. But now is not the time for that, for reasons. Well, that's about all for this pod. Join me next time where I finally, finally talk about a topic that most of you won't know anything about, including me, which is why I did it. Until then, keep finding interesting things in every way you go. And if you're feeling off colour, keep on getting better. Thank you for listening to this episode of Travel Tales from Beyond the Brochure. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave a review on your podcast site of choice. Travel Tales from Beyond the Brochure was written, presented, edited and produced in the Glasgow studio by the Barefoot Backpacker. The theme music is Walking Barefoot on Grass, bonus by Kai Engel, which is available via the Free Music Archive and used under the Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License. Previous episodes are available on your podcast service of choice, and show notes are available on my website, barefoot-backpacker.com. If you want to contact me, tweet me at rtwbarefoot, 
email me at info at barefoot-backpacker.com or look for me on Instagram, Discord, YouTube or Facebook. Uh, don't forget to sign up for my newsletter and if you really like what I do, you can slip me the cost of a beer through my Patreon in return for access to rare extra content. Until next time, have safe journeys. Bye for now. Thank you.